Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Comfortably Unconventional with your host, me, Lena Caroline. Welcome back. Thank you for coming back after that first episode. (laughs) Um, I was very nervous to record that first episode. Um, Honestly, I'm pretty nervous now. I'm hoping that goes away after like a little while. I was really watching like the video portion of my first episode and I realized that I was like really camera shy. If you're um if you watch the like the YouTube video of my first podcast, um yeah, I was really avoiding contact with the camera. <laughs> I feel like I don't like like eye contact that much in general. I'm not sure why that is. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned before, but actually I work in healthcare. I work in nursing. um, And, you know, I feel like eye contact is actually really important in that job. Uh, Obviously, just to like let your patients know that you're actively listening and that you're confident in what you're doing. And honestly, I handle eye contact fine then. But when it comes to, like, personal relationships, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like eye contact. I get nervous looking at the camera, too. So, but I have everything set up now. If you're watching the um, the video portion of the podcast, I have um, a little different setup now. I'm kind of forced to look at the camera. I'm forced to make eye contact with you now, which is a good thing. <laughs> um... And I've, I have a little, like, different setup. I changed things around a little bit. I really felt like I just looked like a Twitch streamer in my first episode. Um, just watching back. So I wanted more of, like, um, kind of that studio look to it. Um, obviously, I don't have a studio. Um, renting out a studio is fucking expensive, but... I have a lot of room in my house, so I just was like, I'll just set up something in my house that works. And I like, I'm really excited. I really like how it looks. Um, if you're just listening, I encourage you to check out my YouTube channel and like, check out my little setup. I've got like all my nerdy stuff behind me here. I have my Lego succulents. I have my Arctic Monkeys vinyl back here. I love them with my heart and soul. I have a cord of thorns and roses. I could make a whole damn podcast about those books. I'm not going to go down that road right now because that's not what this episode is about. But let me know. Let me know if I should make an episode about it because I will. I can talk for an hour about books easily. I also got my cute little Pokemon back here. I got Raichu and Turtwig. I have my Ultra Ball. So yeah. Alright, I'll quit going on and on about my setup and I'll get into what I wanted to talk about on this episode because I wanted to talk about influencers, social media, and beauty standards. I kind of threw in those three topics together into one episode because I do really feel like they reflect off of one another a lot, Um, especially in current times. Things are really different. Beauty standards and um, rise to fame, um, it's a lot different than it was 50 years ago. Um, I am not an influencer. I feel like a lot of people that make podcasts, they, they kind of like have really, um, I don't know, like establish themselves first, you know, whether they do like stand-up comedy, maybe they like blew up on YouTube first, maybe they blew up on TikTok first, um, and then they decide to make a podcast. I kind of did things the other way around. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that my podcast is really what's going to be successful. 
I have dabbled, though, in, you know, I guess you'd call it like micro-influencer or micro-influencing. Um, I did have a TikTok. I made it about a year ago. And I just, I don't know if, like, if you guys are like this, but, like, sometimes I just like to, like, I have my accounts where, like, I have people I know in real life on it, and I just feel like I kind of have to, like, in some ways I kind of have to filter what I say, you know, maybe I have, like, coworkers on there. I just want to make sure that I'm being, like, pretty, I don't know, I have to be, like, completely appropriate, and I don't really want to be posting anything that gets, like, misconstrued by anyone. So I often would, like, like, I've been doing this for years where I make, like, an account that, like, I just don't really tell any of, like, my my friends or, like, people I know in real life about. It's just my shit posting account. That's all it is. So I did that on TikTok. And I think it's funny because I've heard this a lot where it's always, like, the shit posting account that you did not make to try and, like blow up or like be successful on that ends up like blowing up um I made so yeah I made this tiktok account and I was like shit posting on it and my videos like started getting views and it started out really small where I was getting like maybe I don't know like 20 40,000 views on my videos like per video um uh, let me tell you, I'm from like a really small town, really small area. Um, you know, this sort of thing like just is not like common to get like 20, 30,000 views on a video or to have over like, I don't know, maybe 2,000 followers on Instagram or something. It's like, it's uncommon. Um, so I was like getting really excited. I was like, this is it. Like, this is my... This is my blow-up story. Like, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna be a big influencer now. I didn't really know how to handle this, like, new attention that I was getting. And then it got worse because, like, I don't know. Like, when you first actively just, like, get this kind of attention, you just, you feel like you have to create the image that the people are looking for. I got really wrapped up and it was not about being genuine. It was not about being real. Um, it was about getting views. It was about blowing up. And eventually I did have a video like go viral, I guess I would, I would consider it viral. It got, um, I want to say like it capped off at like five and a half million views which I know there are videos on TikTok that get like 20 million views per video and like those are really like viral videos but for me it was like viral enough because it was to the point where I did have friends online that were like yo like I saw your video on like um Instagram and this like big account uh reposted it or like Oh, like your video is trending on this hashtag on Twitter and I was like holy shit um, I continued making those types of videos um, and none of them quite you know went quite that viral again I was averaging like maybe I don't know like a hundred thousand views per video My neighbor's mowing their lawn. I wonder if you can hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry if you can hear my neighbor mowing the lawn. But yeah, I don't so I like I got this little taste of being in the spotlight on social media. It wasn't much. I got like 40,000 followers. You know. But even getting that little taste, I was like, I wonder what it's like for for the big dogs. <laughs> like it must be insane because 
you know, especially on that video that went viral, it, it was the stream of comments for me. And I just was one of those people where I just scrolled through and I would, I would read every single comment and my video wasn't really, my videos, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider them like thirst traps. I mean, they weren't really of me. It was more what the video said that went viral, not me so much. But people definitely had a lot to say about how I look. Um, I don't really think that I'm conventionally beautiful by society standards. Um, especially, like, I, I feel like there's, like, this whole, like, subcategory of, like, TikTok beautiful, too. I'm definitely not TikTok beautiful. You know, I'm not one of those girls that can just, like, post a video of me, like, lip syncing to the weekend. And I just, like, boom, a million views. <laughs> um, and you know, there was, like, some people saying, like, really nice things about how I look, but there was also people that are like, you know, why... Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, she's, she's clapped. She's ugly. She needs to lose weight. That was one that, um, that one stung. I mentioned before, I'm not a petite girly. I'm a curvy girly. You know, I'm, I'm bigger. And on top of it, I'm like just shy of 5'8". So I'm also not, like, I'm not short either. Um, I've always really struggled with that because I've always, I've always really wanted to be petite. Um, so yeah, I, I had a taste of it. And honestly, I probably could have kept going with it, but it got to the point where I was just like making these videos and... I think as I evolved as a person in that that newfound attention, the luster kind of wore off after a while. And I started to really like recognize the negative effects of it. I just, I quit. Right when I was getting momentum, I, I quit. I went on a, like a six month hiatus from TikTok. <laughs> I shut down my business email, I shut down my account, and I stopped posting. Um, <laughs> my, uh, if you're watching, uh, my book just fell off of the balcony. And um, I hope it's okay. Um, I just knew that when I started recording this podcast that there was always going to be something in my episodes that did not go smoothly. So hopefully that's the only thing for this episode. But where was I now? I'm trying to think. My mind went blank after that one. I was talking about, all oh right, I was talking about my hiatus and all that good stuff. So I took my hiatus and I actually, I actually missed out on some like really big brand deals that, um, I, I didn't get to have because of that hiatus. And I would say that I kind of, my account kind of lost its momentum. Um. And after that, you know, I just might, if I post my videos, might get like 10,000 views. I've had one get like 70,000 
um, pretty low, especially like, I, I don't know, like it doesn't sound low, but as far as TikTok goes, TikTok is that one platform where I feel like it's almost like, like anyone can blow up on it. Anyone can go viral on TikTok. It's almost just like luck of the draw, I feel like. So as far as like views go, that's, it's not actually that much, I feel like for TikTok. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just wanted to give a little background on that. That I have a, had a little taste of that. Not on like large scales compared to like these really large, super popular influencers that are emerging now. But I got a little bit of it. I have gotten to work with some cool brands. I've gotten like... I will tell you, there there is one wonderful thing about blowing up on social media and it is the sheer amount of free stuff you get you know tiktok itself it it has it's the creator fund is ridiculous you get one cent per 1000 views right so you get if you get 10 thousand views for every 10,000 views you get you get 10 cents so for every 100,000 views you get TikTok will pay you $1 so that is not where you're making the moolah okay the TikTok creator fund kind of sucks I think I probably had on my account as a whole anywhere from like, trying to think about this, right? Like mathematically, I don't know. Maybe 10 million views, 15 million views, I don't know. Somewhere around there, all together. I maybe made like a few hundred bucks off the creator fund. 200, I don't know, something like that. So it's that's not what you live off of. Where you make the bag is with the brand deals. Brand deals, if they feel like you have momentum or you can make a video with their brand blow up in it, they will pay you good money. And they will send you free products. Um, which I, I do love. I do love that. I love getting free products. They don't even have to pay me. I like the free products. Um, but when you're like, like, you know, I don't, I don't work with talent management. I don't have a team. I don't do any of that stuff because I, I never got to the point where I was quite big enough to really get into that. But there, you have to be careful when you're advertising stuff. You will have... Even being a micro-influencer, you will have hundreds of brands reaching out to you. And, like, this is, my boyfriend actually helped me out a lot with this because, like, I don't know, if you're like me, you see dollar signs. Especially, like, having to work a 9 to 5, 50, 60 hours a week your whole life and then there's people who are like I will pay you $2000 to make a video and you're like fuck yeah I'll take that <laughs> but you have to be careful you can't just like go advertising anyone that'll pay you money like he fortunately did like research for me when I I would be like, hey, this brand reach out to me and they're offering me this much to do this. This is what they want me to do. They want me to advertise um, this product or their brand for them. And he would do research and he'd be like, well, mm, they, um, it says here in their privacy policy that they can like do this, blah, blah, blah. And they like get to collect your information or like 
you know, they own rights to this or that. And like, he was really good with that legal jumbo that I just like never even thought to pay attention to. Um, there is actually a very big brand and I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get sued, but there's a pretty big brand and it just like recently really started blowing up, especially on TikTok. Um, they offered me a good amount of money to make a video for them. Um, but they seemed really scammy to me, even though like a lot of people are like using it and ordering from it and like they are getting like actual products from them and stuff. Although I have heard some people say that they like don't get their products from this company sometimes. I don't want to divulge too much, but they offered me a bag to make a video for them. And my boyfriend did research and he was like, here's, here's the trip up with them. And it was that they like, um, they used like spyware. You know, it scares me to have these like apps or, uh, companies that are like really early into blowing up where they haven't been around and haven't been used long enough to see the long-term effects of using them. So you have to be really careful. So, I don't know. I wanted to kind of get into talking about like, like beauty standards and influencers and stuff. Um, First of all, it's going to be interesting to see in the long term how these, like, beautiful people that are blowing up on TikTok for, like, just simply existing, um, how that's going to affect the younger generations. Because um, I know, like, I feel like TikTok is so different in this aspect, like... I, I definitely think you can kind of control what you see on TikTok in a sense, but not as much as maybe like Instagram because like you can either choose to follow someone on Instagram or choose not to. And, you know, you like, I don't know, like on Instagram, if I have an account and I just like choose to follow like just like gaming content and book content and traveling content. That's basically what Instagram is going to show me. And like, I don't have to really see like models popping up on my page if I don't want to. But with TikTok, you have the For You page, which, you know, it says For You, but I feel like it will just kind of automatically like show you videos that are trending. Sometimes kind of like, like it will obviously show you like hashtags that you're interested in and that you like and stuff. But I also feel like it just automatically like feeds you like trending videos. I know that even though I don't, like, I don't really, like, follow a lot of accounts who are just, like, just, like, really, really, like, pretty model-esque people just lip-syncing. That's definitely not really what I like and follow on TikTok, but I get it a lot. It makes me feel really shitty sometimes. <laughs> like, really shitty, because... Like I said, I'm not I'm not that kind of beautiful. I don't want to say that I'm not beautiful. I'm trying to love myself. I'm trying to be in my era where I can appreciate how I look and like enjoy it and everything. But like I'm I know I'm not like TikTok beautiful. Because if I make a video of me just lip syncing to a video and I feel like I look good in it and I post it, it's like not gonna get views. But I know that there's these people on there that, like, they literally just, like, post themselves and, like, they just blow up for it. And it kind of, like, makes me feel bad. 
Like, I'm, I, I wonder what it's like to, to be like that. To be fair, I'm sure that it comes with, like, its major downsides. I'm sure those people, like, and I've, I've actually seen it, you know, happen to these people that do that. Like, to be, like, super sexualized and, like, objectified by people and not be treated like human beings. Like, I definitely can understand there's downsides to that, too, but... There's just been multiple times, though, where I've, like, posted and maybe I've, like, tried to make that kind of content where I, like, it just posts me, like, feeling myself, like, feeling beautiful, just lip syncing to, like, a, like, a Lana Del Rey song or something, and it doesn't get any views, and I'm, like, mm, I'm not beautiful, or I don't, here's another thing, I this has always, like, bothered me. Like, the, I feel like a lot of those, like, people that I see, they just have that, like, like, that mysterious energy, like, that almost, like, siren-like energy where they just, they not only look beautiful, but they just have a mysterious aura to them. That has never been me. Ever. I have goofy energy. I have nerdy energy. I have like funny comedic energy. I am not sexy and sultry. But I've always kind of wanted to be. And I feel like that's like a really a trendy thing now too. To like be like, you know, like how to enter your dark feminine era. But, you know, and like those videos where it's like how to enter your dark feminine era. And it's like, you know, like dark psychology, like how to manipulate men. I feel like I'm here. I'm like, I don't want to manipulate men. I don't want to manipulate anyone. It's just not me. I don't like it. It'll never be me. But in a sense, that has, like, made me feel insecure multiple times. I feel like social media can be such a good thing. And in a lot of ways, I I love that TikTok is kind of the unhinged platform. Because, like, for example, there's a lot of, like, um, excuse me. There's a lot of, like, current events and, like, politics and, like, um, I don't know, important things that I've seen on there that they, 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 they don't get covered on other social medias. I could go into a whole reason why that might be happening, but, um... Yeah, it's, you get a lot more access to information that maybe people don't necessarily want you having access to. Um, I think that, like, with politics in particular, um, they really use it to their advantage where they said, you, you know, yes, this is public, this is accessible to the public, but the public just doesn't know to go looking for that information. But now, like with TikTok, there are accounts that are saying, here's that information that's publicly accessible. Look at it. This is what's happening. Um, you know, like I get like these live streams of um, like Senate meetings. Um things that are publicly accessible that I really didn't know were publicly accessible. And now I get to see them and I get to see what's going on in our government. And it's it's making an awareness, which is kind of why I think the government doesn't want TikTok to be the Wild West like it is. But 
So that's a good side of it. But I also feel like social media just kind of makes people like hate themselves sometimes. Especially when it comes to beauty. It's interesting to see how things are changing because, you know, it's these, it's the influencers now that are, you know, you blow up for, on TikTok for whatever reason. And now these are the people that are becoming the new professional makeup artists and they're becoming the faces of these brands and they're becoming the new models and they're becoming the new music artists. How will that change the arts? How will that change entertainment? How does it change how people will enter these areas in the future? I was, I kind of want to talk about this too, circling back to like brands. Like there's the, the whole like influencer pushing brands. I'm not exactly sure how I feel about all that. You get these really big influencers that are like, you know, they they kind of almost... I feel like it can be kind of manipulative. Um, And when I say that, there's people that I've seen that... Especially like beauty influencers. That's a big one where like... They literally have work done, right? And they have the money to go and get whatever done that they need to get done to look 10 out of 10 all the time. Because that's their job. Their job is to look good. So that's what they put their time into. Versus someone that's working a 9 to 5. But yet, they're... Viewers are people that work everyday jobs and have just like everyday normal lives. And they're saying, you know, if you buy this product, you can be more like me. And it's usually a bunch of bullshit. In my opinion, I think. These are the same beauty influencers that are like, you know, oh, like, acne's beautiful, You're still beautiful with acne. You're still beautiful with cellulite. But buy this product by said company that gets rid of your acne or gets rid of your cellulite. What? I thought you just told me I'm beautiful with this. And then you're trying to sell me a product manipulating that insecurity um, for me to get rid of it. So I can look more like you or whatever. It's a little hypocritical to me. And you have a lot of people on TikTok that are very impressionable. And are just like constantly working to look like these people. And I I very much had that mindset at one point too where I was like, you know, I want to look like I'm trying to think of someone. I don't know. I can't think of someone off the top of my head right now, but I know that I used to be one of those people that's like, this famous person or this influencer is so beautiful. I need to go and I need to watch their interviews. I need to know what skin products they use. I need to know where they shop. I need to know what products they use on their hair. And I'm going to go buy it all so I can look like them. I want to say it right now. I have learned a lot as far as it, you know, as far as that whole subject. I, For me, I've tried to do the 10-step skincare routine, whatever. I'll tell you one thing. Right now, I drink, I drink a lot of water. I wash my face with a microfiber towel twice a day, morning and night. 
I use a um, Mario Badesco like cooling spray. It's like cucumber and aloe, I think. It has like very good ingredients. Um, I use that. And I use a like gel face serum that is like niacinamide and I know it's vitamin C and hyaluronic acid. That's what I was thinking of. That's it. And I'll use like, um, I'll try to use like a very, very clean ingredient sunscreen, which is actually very hard to find. Um, my skin has probably never been clearer and I get compliments on it. I don't think my skin has been this good since I was like in the beginning of high school. I truly believe that us being like sold all this like bullshit. That's exactly what it is. It's bullshit for them to make money off of your insecurities. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, and I feel like they use a lot of loopholes to make you feel like it's going to work or give you like a set effect. I, I see this a lot with like mascaras. And I'm just going to put this out there. I, you know, there's no way in hell that Kylie Jenner or her team is ever going to hear my podcast. But, you know, just to cover my bases, this is my opinion. But recently, or maybe not too recently, a while ago I saw that Kylie Jenner was, like, campaigning her mascara, her new mascara. And, um, you know, her eyelashes looked, like, really unrealistically perfect. And, you know, I feel like the Kardashian family is just well known for this sort of thing anyway, so it's whatever. But there's people asking her, they're like, whoa, like, are you wearing eyelash extensions? Because you look, this looks like unnatural. She's like, no, I'm not wearing eyelash extensions. So I was like, I wonder. So I zoom in, like, really close to look at her eyelashes. And this is just my theory, but they looked photoshopped as fuck to me. I don't know, like, if you've used face editing apps or, like, software before, you know that you can, like, you can zoom in really far and you can definitely lengthen eyelashes. And zooming in close, you could see that her eyelashes, they were not, like, they didn't look natural. I would bet they were edited. I would bet money that they were edited to look longer and like fuller. Stuff really bugs me, man. It bugs me. I feel like that we're just being sold all this stuff all the time. And I feel like the more natural and simple that you can keep your skincare and your diet and everything else, the healthier and, like, better off you're going to be. There's my unconventional uh, opinion for the episode. There was someone that I wanted to... Hold on, let me look at my iPad here. Because there is someone that I, I recently started following on TikTok and I just adore her and she she really deserves this shout out let's see if I can find her she's beautiful inside and out but she's not she's not like conventional TikTok beautiful I might get quiet for a second because I'm like, 
I really want to find her. Where are you? I can't remember her name for the life of me. And I'm not even sure if she's like verified yet. That's a whole nother rant I could go on. The privilege that social media gives you if you're conventionally or societally beautiful compared to if you're not, but you can be just as, if not more, talented. Makes me mad. It does. Oh, I really want to find her, dude. I want to shout her out. I don't even follow that many people either. I probably should have done this before I recorded because I knew that I wanted to talk about her. Let's look in my like videos. That might be faster. Here she is. Oh my god. Lindsay is her name and her... Oh, she does have a ton of followers now. Maybe I start following her like in the beginning. She's like over a million now. Oh. 1.5 million. But her username is Lynn's Makeup Looks. I could. Oh my god. I fucking love her so much. She just is like. I don't know. There's just like these influencers, I feel like, that just deserve every good thing that fucking happens to them from blowing up. She's so good at makeup. And makeup is an art, okay? I can't do makeup <laughs> to save my life. Like, I can do basic everyday makeup, but I feel like no matter what I do, I, my face never looks like beat. I can't do that. Um, her, like, eye looks are just so creative and so beautiful and she just seems so nice and i feel like it, it, it she just has this genuine quality that is rare i don't want to be hateful but there's just oh i almost dropped my ipad there is some influencers that rub me the wrong way it seems like everyone's obsessed with them and they just seem very fake to me. I feel like I've met people with their type of energy before. Not to sound like a basic bitch here, but I'm a Pisces. I read energy like no other. I'm an observer. I'm a quiet observer and I have a lot of experience with people. I meet a lot of different types of people, especially through work. And let me tell you, like, I'm trying to think of someone that everyone's like really obsessed with. Like Alex Earl. I don't know if she's done anything bad or like if she is like problematic. I don't follow her and I don't keep up with her simply because I just like she gives very mean girl energy to me. 
Like I don't trust her. I don't. There's just something about her. I appreciate the influencers that have started from a very normal lifestyle or maybe started from a very low place and literally worked their way up to where they are and they earn every dollar that they make. Like they earned it. I love influencers like that. I love them so much and it just I don't get that same time of type of feeling or like attachment to people that just grew up in like a rich suburb and happened to blow up as well on TikTok and it's just like just an extension of like the life that they expected for themselves or like what they had previously had already There's a few influencers that have made it big that I'm just like, Brittany Broski, dude. I fucking love her. With my heart and soul. She is my comfort. Like, podcaster, YouTuber. I watch all of her shit so much. Because she's just like so atypical for the influencer world but like I don't know I feel like she represents like a side of people that just like haven't been represented in the social media world for so long like like us nerdy people that you know like to read and like like academia and like you know like that sort of thing the Wattpad kids, <laughs> the fanfic kids, the the ones that people just thought were weird in school and like didn't have a lot of friends and I don't know, her sense of humor is golden. Another one that I really like who is like huge is Emma Chamberlain. Everyone knows Emma Chamberlain. And I feel like Emma just has such a genuine energy about her and such a girl next door energy to her, even though she's literally like she is so successful. It's rare to see people just like not let not let their blessings um, consume them and turn them into a different person. And I have very high respect for influencers that are like that. And I enjoy them. And there's very, unfortunately, there's very few influencers that I actually keep up with, like, regularly. It's basically just Emma, Brittany, um, I watch, I don't know, uh, Spencewa, I think, on TikTok. And he has his fairly recent podcast that I'll listen to. Very funny. Love them. Um, and I will occasionally like watch um, Cody Co and like Noelle Miller and um, Cody's wife's podcast Kelsey I really like Kelsey (sighs) I feel like there was a lot more I wanted to talk about on this episode I've got my little notes here I remember there's a little thing I wanted to say today, and it was that since we're talking about beauty, I um I actually washed my makeup brushes today. 
in Lord knows how long. If you're listening or watching today, this is your reminder to go wash your makeup brushes. If you're feeling extra today after you wash your makeup brushes, go through your makeup and throw out (laughs) your expired makeup. I didn't do that today. I don't think I need to, though. Um, I've majorly minimized my makeup collection. Um, I used to be a makeup fiend when I first got into it, and I was, like, buying, like, oh my god, the Anastasia eyeshadow palettes, dude. You remember those? Modern Renaissance? Is that what it was? Obsessed. I had like two Morphe palettes. And that's not even all the eyeshadow I had. All that eyeshadow for a bitch that doesn't do eye looks. What? I just wanted to feel like an it girl, I think. But I got I got rid of them all. And I literally <laughs> um I don't wear foundation anymore. I wear concealer. I wear CoverGirl concealer. I use a lot of drugstore products. There's like very few things that I insist upon getting like more, I don't know if it's called luxury. I don't think so. I don't know how you refer to it. I guess there's, there's few things that I feel like I have to get at Ulta or Sephora. And one of them is my mascara. Better Than Sex Waterproof Mascara by Too Faced? Is it Too Faced? (laughs) I hope it is. I don't know for sure. That shit does not come off. Okay? I love it. That's what I'm wearing now. Uh, Also the Benefit Brow products. Their brow gel. And their brow pencil like the dual one with the brush like the spoolie on the one end and then the, it's got the little tiny like pencil tip for your brows love it I will never get anything else for my brows try to think what else oh my god I have also the Anastasia dual I don't even know what it's called exactly, and I don't even know if they have it anymore, but it's like a highlighter stick. And on one end, it's like the highlighter. And it lasts forever. Like, I don't know how long I've even had it now. Um, but one end is the highlighter, and one end is the, the brush. Oh, I love it. It's gorgeous. It is like it is really glittery. I kind of don't mind looking like I have sparkles on my face, um, but it's so pretty. I'm obsessed with it. I really like it. And then I did get myself the Dior lip oil recently. I feel like I'll allow myself to keep getting that because it's I don't know. I love it. I do want to try, like, Rare Beauty products, too. But I don't know if they'll be, like, staples or not. I also use, um, and I actually got this. I got it as a Christmas present for my boyfriend's grandma, by the way. Wonderful taste in skincare and makeup products. Um, She is the one that got me into microfiber face towels. Mind you, this woman is like 75 years old. And she's in on the shit. I love her so much. She's amazing. 
but she got me the it cosmetics um it's like a beauty book i think it's called it has like a neutral mini eyeshadow palette in it it's got two brow powders i guess i don't use those it's got an eyeshadow primer powder in there i do use that i love it um it has a bronzer in there i use that i love it it has a powder blush and three like what am i thinking they're not liquid blushes but they're like um cream cream blushes that shouldn't have taken me that long but they have three cream blushes all of which are just gorgeous um and then the pressed i think it's a translucent powder the it cosmetics pressed powder the blurring effect is insane that's probably the product i'm obsessed the most with but that beauty book goes everywhere with me it's like perfect for traveling it never like breaks it's just i i love it so much it's got like everything that you need right right there Try to think what other staple use. Um, those are only like the the more expensive products that are staples in my makeup routine or my beauty routine. Um, otherwise, the rest is just drugstore. My concealer is drugstore. My um, I I often use like a. It's not even white. It's a technically a very very light blue eyeliner for my waterline by hard candy i think it's called like ice blue or something um that's a staple man i love white eyeliner if you have blue eyes i would highly recommend getting the hard candy ice blue eyeliner and just just even try it on your waterline because it just like it it makes your eyes pop and look so nice I think that's it I don't really have a lot of makeup anymore I don't know what I'm at here for time but um, I definitely feel like I kind of covered everything I wanted to cover here when it comes to talking about influencers and social media and beauty standards. Huh. I feel like I could keep going on and on for hours about beauty standards and why it's just like so fucked up in our society. I think we really need to learn as a society that people can be really outwardly conventionally beautiful and be pieces of shit people. And if someone's a piece of shit, there shouldn't be extra allowance for them in this world just because they're conventionally beautiful. It drives me crazy. I don't want to sound bitter just because I haven't like really experienced a lot of like pretty privilege. I wouldn't say I have. Um, I just, I think that's a fair statement. I think you should have to prove yourself as a person before anything. I think if people are allowed to get away with stuff just because they are beautiful by society standards, like, they're just going to continue being bad people because they don't have to be held accountable for their decisions. I don't know. 
like I said, I go back and forth because I, as much as TikTok, I feel like I could just like quit it forever sometimes. I also feel like it has given just that opportunity to people that aren't societally beautiful or like conventionally beautiful to have a platform where they can like blow up and succeed and do what they want to do and they deserve it. Yeah. I gotta take a drink here. I hope you can't hear me like gulping down this drink, man. I don't I don't know. ASMR, like drinking eating ASMR, I hate it. I can't remember what it's called. Um when you're like it's like a phobia of like chewing sounds or like smacking noises that's me it's like when i when i hear that it's it's like um dragging your fingernails on styrofoam that's what it feels like is it agoraphobia am i thinking the right thing let me look That might be the wrong thing. Hold on. Oh no, that's... Irrational fear of entering open or crowded places, of leaving one's own home, or of being in places in which escape is difficult. Okay, wrong thing. Fear of chewing sounds. Misophonia. So it's not a phobia, it's misophonia. Can be breathing, yawning, or chewing. Creates a fight or flight response that triggers anger and desire to escape. So my mom is a. a bad. bad chewer. <laughs> I just like I've been this way for as long as I can remember because I remember we'd sit down as a family at the dinner table and like eat dinner together and she sat directly across from me and she would just talk and chew with her mouth open all the time and it would make that like smacking noise oh my lord I would get so unreasonably angry at her And I feel like I would just like shovel down my meals as quick as I could so I had an excuse to leave the table because I couldn't stand the sound of her chewing. And I think one day I got fed up when I was like older and I was like, I was like, you're smacking your lips. (laughs) I I really think I just called her out and was like, can you stop chewing with your mouth open? She didn't even realize she was doing it because it didn't bother her. My boyfriend's the same way. And I guess even though I have this, like, misophonia, um, every once in a while, if I'm really, like, chowing down on something, I will I will smack my lips or something. And he gets, like, really irritated with me. I don't think I do it a lot, but sometimes I just, like, do it. Sorry, I'm just, I'm reading here, um, what causes misophonia. I'm scared. I really don't need one more thing on my list of, like, mental health problems, but I'm looking. This is by Harvard, this article, and reading 
I guess I don't really know a lot about it. Don't really understand where it comes from. It's interesting. <laughs> There's an article by NPR about it. Whatever, but yeah. ASMR is not. I, honestly, now that I think about it, I don't think there's any ASMR I do like. It's crazy to me that there's like ASMR influencers. And all they do is like put slime on their mics and get acrylic nails and like tap it and whisper. It drives me nuts. I can't stand it. I think I've literally blocked ASMR accounts because I don't want them to pop on. Like it's so triggering to me. And I, <laughs> I honestly wonder if it's because of just like... Like trauma, like maybe if misophonia is more of a um, trauma-related issue or something. I'm not sure what would be so triggering about smacking sounds or whatever, or <laughs> like, I don't know, like chewing sounds. Yeah, I don't know. I just did it again. Now I'm really hyper aware of my smacking sounds. Well, I think I'm going to end the episode here. I hope you enjoyed listening. I am now... My Spotify is released... Oh my god. <laughs> my, my podcast is released on Spotify now. It should be coming out on Apple Pod as well. Uh, it should be on just about anything that you can listen to podcasts on um, by the time the second episode comes out. So if you are watching on YouTube, I really appreciate it if you like and subscribe. Um, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or anywhere where you can give a rating, I would really appreciate if you rate my podcast. Um, you can now... Damn, I'm so uncoordinated. You can now follow my podcast on Instagram. I want to plug that. Um, uncomfortably, at comfortably unconventional on Instagram. Or on TikTok, you can watch some clips there at Comfy Unconventional Pod. My name was too long, so I had to shorten it on there. And obviously, if you are just a listener, you can go check out my YouTube channel at Comfortably Unconventional Podcast. Once again, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. And I will see you next time. <laughs>